Dylan over that way today. Here we go. Uh, and like I said, we're from Nobodies, and the show right now is called Quick Extreme, which is an offshoot. And what that show is, is a 90-minute writer's room style show where what me and Dylan do is we kind of just uh, yell each other a little bit, try to come up with something that's cool or creative, and then ultimately get it down to something that we can pitch or sell or produce or make it of a podcast. And... If you know us at all, you know that we have roughly what? What is it going? One hundred and seventeen now. At this point, it's getting up there, if not already there. Yeah, we got a lot. Uh, yeah, we creating more. So we are content creators. We're media makers. Uh, we're screenwriters. We're uh, storyboarders. We're all that stuff. Um, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. What we do on this show uh, is Dylan reads one of the weird text messages. Uh, that I send him throughout the week, and uh, then we try to create it real fast uh, without any, you know, the rigmarole of our normal 90-minute show, which is having super cool, interesting guests, and then trying to make them seem like they're less cool or interesting than we are. <laughs> With them. Uh, uh, either way, yeah, we won't up here because we do like more of a live audience and, and, and uh, interactive people and having people yell at us and throwing ideas at us and trying to uh, change our story, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, we like to offload some of the effort onto the people who are just watching us because we don't want you to get away with it that easy. Not true. Um, so, Dylan. Yes. Now, we normally start with a couple quick questions. Uh, that way, get some people on board, get them online, and, and have them kind of come into the chat room. Uh, not a whole lot of news kind of came out this week. They did announce that there's going to be six DC titles every year, uh, four theater movies, two movies that are put into streaming services. Now, do you think that that is too much DC property? Yes. <laughs> That's a lot. That is a lot. You said four movies and two non-theatrical releases? Mm -hmm. That's insane. Yeah, which could be six full-length feature films a year, uh, two of which will be designated for streaming purposes only. Are they including television series in that number? Like, it'll they be maybe four movies in a theater, one series, and one movie for streaming? They haven't announced any official DC series, but they have announced a bunch of like those black label style, like the Joker, that kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, they have thrown out a bunch of one-off ideas, <clears throat> what they're calling black label. Um, so yeah, they're thinking about doing like six full-length feature films a year. Some just go to streaming, which I think is a lot because we just saw Wonder Woman uh, 84 not too long ago. We did. And uh, we're going to have a review uh, video coming out pretty soon, but oh, yeah. uh, quick reviews. Not great. Not impressed. Not impressed. I like the first one a lot more. If I had spent money on it to go see it in the theater, I would have walked out disappointed. Oh, <laughs> hello. Hey. hey, Satan. What up, Jess? Oh, good. Satan showed up. Yeah. <laughs> huh. um, yeah, and Star Wars news. Obviously, there's, what, 15 new movies coming out. Patty Jenkins actually is doing one of them, which is- I saw. 
Rogue Squadron, which is yeah. pretty cool. Um, and then the Ahsoka Tano, which I think has the most um, traction, I guess, the one that has the most like uh, relevance of being very, very good. I think that's going to be time travel related. Is that so, not a series or is that a, is that a movie? No, it's a series. Okay. Uh, but I think what they're going to do is I think they're going to turn that into the Spider-Verse for Star Wars, um, mm. which is weird. But anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get on to the show real fast. Yeah, let's do it. If that's cool with you, Dylan. Um, so what we normally do is on our regular shows, we have guests and we make the guests choose the idea for us because we don't want to do that. Uh, but we decided to do it here since we don't always know who's going to show up at what time. I decided to just make Dylan read a text message that I sent him. Uh, within one week's time, I'll send him roughly 45 text messages, uh, 20 of which are uh, P.S. Good morning. You initiate 45 text conversations uh, at least you send far more than 45 text messages that's fair yeah. um but so what we're going to do here is we're going to choose just one random message i don't know which one he's going to pick and uh we're going to choose that one and then work that down to a story so and yeah. also with your help so please if you are watching anywhere whether it's a uh, youtube twitch uh facebook live anything you're watching this on let us know give us some suggestions uh once this story starts it's not going to stop no nah, it never does we're still developing <laughs> stuff from august yeah, true. All right, so what, what text message do you want to read aloud and go over? So this is the longest one you sent me this week. Um, this was sent on Saturday in the morning. Um, I'm going to read the whole thing in its entirety. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, it sounds long. <laughs> I, I received this at 8.40 in the morning with no preamble. Wind miners from the hollow mines of Grilby are trying to get anything out of the dying mind. Mine, oh boy. Searching one last pressure chamber, they, the three wind miners named Brack, Thias, Theus, and Endy, and their cycloswallow engine, find a pair of ancient graves. They have to peel back about seven layers of the surface from the steam chute to see if the geyser is still active. With the ability to kneel evil, knee evil into submission, the three miners and their smart squirrel bat are trying to bring wind to all those that live in the aqua deserts of Jormine. Once the youngling seers of Jormine see the graves, they know she, Endy, should finally be told of the wind sword and shield that was passed down from the origins. The invisible yet powerful sword and shield are the only things that can overthrow the current junta. <laughs> I read this. I, I read this about 15 minutes before my writers meet up that I do every Saturday morning via Zoom. And I'm just like... I'm in. <laughs> uh, it's very clearly inspired by uh, Dune and Star Wars and um, various other sort of... I didn't get quite a young adult tone from it, but I could definitely see it working as like an Avatar-style world. Sure. Um, okay, so yeah, that one. Uh, to, just to preface this this text message, uh, the ones I usually send Dylan are maybe like two sentences long. Uh, sometimes like one just stupid question, like "Is this even a thing?" Um, this one, I I was looking back at a lot of our shows or ideas, and we don't do a lot of universe building. We do kind of cool, quirky ideas or or, or more paradoxical uh, things. But to build like a full on Star Wars universe. I uh, I wanted to work on, so I threw a bunch of weird things together, and uh, yeah, that's what I came up with. So uh, good, I'm I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad you're interested. Okay, so let, let's let's break this down. Okay. Um, so for anyone watching, what we're gonna do is we're gonna try to create, I guess, 
the first project of whatever this is going to be. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted a, a pseudo Star Wars style story that I could work on for ages and ages to come. So franchise okay. potential will make us rich beyond our wildest dreams. Oh yeah. So using our favorite marker board, which has now come up with roughly 45 uh, top-notch ideas, I think. Um, yeah. We're going to create another one. So with your help, please. So if yeah, you're watching, sure. give us some ideas. Uh, but go ahead, Dylan. Let's start breaking this down. <clears throat> okay. So to start, um, this is the Hollow Mines of Grilby in the Aqua Deserts of Jormin. Okay. <laughs> so... so of Grilby. Okay, Aquamines. Yeah. Okay, so. Now, obviously, the way that I saw it was that there was probably like some kind of good air, bad air situation. Okay. Uh, Aquamines, I don't know if there's a way to bring air to people underwater. Uh, I wasn't really sure. I wanted to throw some words together that sounded yeah. really cool and would really kind of snag you. So, uh, Grilby is the place. Okay. That is, uh, is that is that you think that's a planet or is that the like the the place on the planet? It struck me as a planet, but I could cool. see it being a continent or uh, a country. All right, let, let's work. Let's work on uh, like like a continent in on a planet for right okay. Now. Okay. And it, when you oh good there was the implication that they are somehow harnessing geysers because they have to get like. Uh, geyser deactivated of some sort. Well, some half water people. Half water people's possibility. That sounds great. I don't even understand that. Hmm. We are already seventy percent water, so who knows? Um, so these so people have less water. I imagine that either a liquid of some sort, maybe the geysers have some sort of mineral around them that's very valuable. Um, so these people are like sent into underwater caverns to harvest that sure, in some maybe, way yeah maybe like um geyser water is the only water that is possible um ooh, that looks cool they use energy to ionize air so that it bonds to stuff and crystallizes into solid oxygen for transportation dude that's funny. uh jess you you chose the perfect episode to start watching this this is exactly in your wheelhouse this is the guy who ran our my game nights oh cool back when oh, things wow. were open. Yeah. Hey, well, welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. Okay. So this is going to be a, a great person to make. Oh show no. <laughs> uh, what? Would you? What was the oh no for? Oh, it's just he's 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 on my level as far as like creating worlds go. So this is yeah. going to be interesting. Well, this is what um, we need for this. Yeah. So okay. So he's energy to ions, bonds stuff. Cool. So it seems like this is a very very water focused world. Maybe like um. Are we going to do this as a stealth reboot of uh, Waterworld? Oof. God, I hope not. Oh. <laughs> well, what, well right. I mean, Never, no. I, no. <laughs> okay, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear, I didn't really register the word reboot at first. And yes, I'm, I'm interested in rebooting a Waterworld. Okay. I'm not interested in remaking Waterworld. No, we don't, no, it's not a remake. It's a, it's a retool. Okay, so using uh, what, what Brett Flanagan said, uh, yeah. what, what are we going to throw into this? So it seems like we have a an aqua-based world. It's like a water-based world. Maybe land is around, but it's not very common. And they are using they use crystallized oxygen to transport stuff. Okay. Oh, I, I like crystallized oxygen. 
Um, what do you think that they would do with that? Do you think they would, uh, would that be a way to get oxygen underwater? Would it be the crystallization? I imagine it's probably they mine stuff underwater and then attach the oxygen to it to get it to the surface without, with like minimal guidance. Cause they're like, all right, slap it on. It's going up. And then someone's up top to retrieve it. All right, cool. Yeah. So um, they are, they are aqua miners. Okay. Aqua miners. Now they are okay. What, what what kind of things do you think they would need to bring the oxygen to? Is it people that um, need clean oxygen or people that have no oxygen? So I have an idea. Um, a long time ago, I had an idea for a world where one day it started raining and it never stopped. So eventually things got waterlogged and then the water levels raised and eventually it was just completely water based. Yeah. So what if it's just like the the surface is constantly raining? Whether it's due to some sort of atmospheric thing or magic. Yeah, perfect. So constant rain. So I imagine they probably have some sort of like super barge. And they like, ooh, man, they're crystallizing oxygen and then gasifying it again as like a transport method. Cool. cool. Wait, how, okay. They're, they're bringing it in pressurized tanks. Is that how they're transporting it? No, they're, they're not. They don't need tanks because they have the oxygen as like a stone with them. I'm assuming oh, okay. that's what it means. Cool. So how <laughs> they just, what, they just bring it with them in briefcases then? Aqua Whatever the magical version of a briefcase is. Probably like a net, like a mesh net that they have. And then they oh, have like buoys. No, yeah, because they're underwater constantly, yeah. right? Okay, cool. Um, what if they need to save their people because they're dehydrated? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, okay, so we have these, uh, they're underwater, they're bringing these crystallized oxygen uh, uh, stones or rocks or whatever. Yeah. Um, now, are they bringing them to, is this like a resistance kind of thing, do you think? Or is this kind of like, just like, there are people that are working off their debt? Because um, they're miners, so they have yeah. a blue collar feel. I imagine they're either prisoners of war, like like. Old, old school Roman slaves were prisoners of war who were forced into servitude, or they're just grunts. They're they're just the bottom of their society forced to work in these mines because it's unsafe and they're like a lower ca caste. Now, who are they bringing the oxygen to? So I'm seeing it as like, I mean, we could really mess with like the laws of physics if we wanted to, where it's like they have to refine the oxygen, maybe. Okay. They turn it solid. They take it to a refinery, they get rid of any impurities, and they have pure oxygen that you can breathe. All right. I'm seeing this as like super far sci-fi, super yeah. far future sci-fi, where we have this ability to process elements on an atomic level, yeah. and we don't need to worry about explaining it. That's cool. Kind uh, of. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a version of a Waterworld reboot that needs to happen uh, so that that name doesn't get <laughs> tainted forever. Um, okay, so we have uh, three of our characters, right? Yeah. Uh, we have, what were they again? They were Brack, B-R-A-C-C. Thias, or Theus, T-H-I-U-S. And Endy, E-N-D-Y. Yeah, I like that name. Um, okay, and then they also oh, yeah, there's, pro there's probably all sorts of alien, weird water creatures and krakens. Are there many types of beings involved? There's uh, mostly fish people, uh, yeah, involved some sort of fish people. Uh, the guild, oh god, <laughs> no, that was a good one. <laughs> 
Um, and they also have a, a, a squirrel bat, correct? It, it you called it's a cycloswallow or yeah, a, a squirrel bat? Yeah, so, yeah, cycloswallow okay. is a squirrel bat for the layman's uh, okay. who, don't, who don't read. <laughs> Endika and her brother Sativa, yeah. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a squirrel bat or a cycloswallow. Cool. Yeah, I, I like I like it's the name Momo of... from Avatar. Exactly. Yep. It, yeah. it, it, it's their version of that. Except, um, do does it need to be a more aquatic creature? Ooh, good. Yeah, maybe you're right. I, I didn't know that this planet was going to be completely covered in water at first. So yeah. it'll be a uh, a half platypus, half bat, a bat, a batapus. Bat batapus. Yeah. <laughs> Works for me. Yeah. Why not? Or uh, okay. Hey, well, bats already have like sonar, so that helps it get around in the water. And it lays eggs. That's good. Yeah. All right. So we got a platypus bat. We got our three people. Uh, obviously, I, di I didn't really care about sexes when it comes to who they are. Um, but they are the the, the renegade miners of, of this place. I am always in for intelligent cephalopod civilizations in my yeah. fantasy and sci-fi. 100%. That's true. And asexual mermen. Fine with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See, told you. We're getting uh, weird. Okay, so now, uncensored. So the these three uh, are, are heroes of the of the first story, at least. Now they are prisoners. Is that what we're saying? They're prisoners of war. It seems like they're they're laborers of some sort. They are they are blue collar. They are yeah. they're miners. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. And it's and, probably really really dangerous to mine mine oxygen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, especially in those times. Yeah. In the year nine thousand. Yeah, it's in a galaxy uh, very, very close in a time not too far from now. No. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so we have. Uh, no, we also need to find out who the bad guy of this story is going to be, or who, like, yeah. or, or whatever. So you know what I rewatch over Christmas? Yeah, I rewatched the Fifth Element. I was going to say the Fifth Element. Did you really? Or oh, you, you really? Yeah, you didn't let me answer. You, 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 you posed the question. Did I tell you that I've watched the Fifth Element recently? I yeah. told you that already. All right, yeah, yeah. whatever. Well, I was saying that for the people at home. I oh. rewatched The Fifth Element recently, and one of my favorite things about it is how the villain is so far removed from the prime prime conflict. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. They do have their own story arc, which I love. Yes. About Fifth Element. Yeah. Um, what a well crafted movie. Mm -hmm. it was, it it's bizarre. So I love it. Okay, so uh, we need a uh, an antagonist, and yeah. we need a plot line. <laughs> Lilo yeah. Dallas, multi-pass. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so who do you see as the big conglomerate? Is this like, uh, is this like a like a like a big corporation, like big big oxygen? Is this uh, do, do they sell their own um, <laughs> underwater tablets? Do, do the people in the mines know that they are on a planet with access to like an interplanetary civilization? Do they know that like, spaceships go into space to other planets and come back? Or are they just like, we live here, sometimes there are lights in the sky, and we don't really know what's up with that? Um, I I like their being interstellar travel, but these three do not know of it. Cool. Let's make the absentee villain like the board of whatever. Uh, maybe there's like a big intergalactic conglomerate running space mines all over the all over the galaxy or something oh cool and oh so maybe that's what happened maybe that they mined this planet so much for the oxygen that it turned it into a water world 
oh, that's not bad. And then what, what, what the miners don't know is that it's actually going to a different planet. Like the oxygen yeah. is going to a, a, a failing Earth. They recycle part of it into whatever planet, into Grilby, but a lot of it is shipped off planet for profit. Yeah. It, cool. it, it go, yeah. Tr Trump, Trump's Earth owns it and is taking oxygen from other planets. Trump, Trump Earth, Trump Earth, <laughs> Trump Terra, gross, Trump Terra. They already, it's a fabulous Terra. They already call him the God Emperor. We do not need to tie it anymore to Warhammer. Have you been to Trump Terra? <laughs> it's awful. It's only, it's the fewest amount of lawsuits of any Terra. Oh God. Uh, okay, so we have, we have our guys. We have, so our board is the evil, and they are selling O2 to other planets. Yeah. And then I suspect the characters who are in the mines are probably struggling against like the local, uh, kind of like the regional management, and they yeah. have their own squad of like almost like strike busters. Oh, cool! All right, yeah. Where it's like they have people who keep the mines in check, who are working for the local corporation, who report to the intergalactic corporation. Yeah. And right, through that. through that kind of layer of removal, the main characters don't really aren't really aware of the exterior state of things. Yeah. So do you think that the, that the, that the insular storyline would be uh, the miners um, finding out that the, that the oxygen is, is being taken off the planet, which would be like their, their knowledge of interstellar travel. Is that a story? I think that's incidental. I think they realize that it's not being all recirculated back to their people. Or, like that, I, it's not, or that it's not the planet itself dying. I don't think I. Sorry, rewind on that one. What do you mean? So, if if the people that are living on this planet and they mm -hmm. don't know about interstellar travel for the yeah. most part, they won't know that their oxygen is being sold to other planets. Right. Which means they think that their planet, like the way we think our planet, is dying of just. Oh. Whatever. So what's actually happening is that there is a company that is selling. They the to make the make the. the I think the, they realize eventually that the state of things was manufactured to make it either more conducive to mining oxygen because it's like i don't know maybe it's like this planet has unique properties where oxygen crystallizes under the pressure of the water or something like that cool yes well the original you know the original landmass is made up about 40 percent of the planet's surface and we had to alter things to make it more uh, conducive to our shareholders and the people who work in the mines are just like i have no idea what you're talking about Please don't send me back to that hellhole. Cool. And then maybe like one of uh, one of the, the our heroes, like family members or parents, does know about interstellar travel, and that's where this platypus bat came from. Uh, and maybe that's like, the only one that's out there. So there's like a hint of just something else from the like. That's I like the idea that one of their family members has like a trinket, maybe, or maybe they have like a data stick, you know, like a piece of tech, maybe. Yeah. It doesn't quite fit. I th we changed the platypus bat so that it would fit in more with the planet. Nope, you're right. All right. So what what is a what is a cool basic storyline that we could throw into this as as a fake A storyline? I like the idea that they set out to save their local people and in the process they wind up kind of destabilizing things on a planetary scale. All right. So they're going to try to save their community. And what happens is they disrupt the, the, the big business. What? Okay. So what if the enforcers are aided by like some sort of mechanical 
kind of call them golems, but they're big constructs and they're big and hefty and they, you know, they're big walking mechs. And you find out that when a worker gets too old, they like harvest them and plant their like brain power into these mechs. And they find out like one of the characters' grandpas is about to get taken because he's too old to work in the mines. And then they follow that thread. So Aquamex. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm into that. Uh, um, there was there was an idea posted up here about, uh, yeah, highly intelligent sea squids, and then people floating around inside giant translucent squids. Oh, cool. And eventually the bodies break down and they have to be replaced. So the servitors or whatever we're going to call them eventually every once in a while they have like a rotation where one goes missing and comes back rejuvenated because they've secretly taken one of the miners and put their brain in it okay so we have they're going okay so so one of the storylines is that are trying to save the community from missing people that are yeah. being taken to put into these <clears throat> these aquamechs to do what more dangerous mining because it's like deeper and stuff or i figured the aquamechs were guards oh okay Cause, it, could, cause, it could be they could be like late, just straight labor like now there is, yeah there is something to say about people that are being stolen to do blue collar work but say they have to go into a more dangerous part to get the better oxygen where yeah. like, that's where like the the highly intelligent squid people are and they go like hey you shouldn't be stealing uh their crystallized o2 and the squid people are like you humans need to get out of here what if one of what if there's a spacefaring race that is squid people and they are appeased by occasional offerings of like older workers or something like that yeah cool Tank. all right so g give me a rough storyline we got here so we see the three of these we see these three characters and their pet we meet their local community whoever that is maybe it's their maybe it's their bunk house at the mines um we see them on a mining run uh, we kind of learn how the world works. The One of the main characters, older uh, role models slash uh, important kind of figures in their life is about to be uh, retired or whatever terminology they use. Uh, sent to the surface, maybe. Um, lighter now to rise. Um, <laughs> but, um, and they dislike that idea they decide that are there is there rumor are, are there rumors of a place where escaped workers go to be free from these people or because i'm trying to think if it's this oppressive i don't know how we realistically have them think they have a chance of getting like well yeah there, there is there is the talk of the island the surface yeah um with michael bay as the leader no, 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 not not that one. <laughs> a way, a way better island. <laughs> um, but there's there's rumors of a place where people can go to be free of this work. Um, they orchestrate. I say they orchestrate an uprising really early on, and then the end of the first act is news getting to the board that like, hey, one of our uh, oxygen mines on Grillby has gone dark. We suspect it might be a worker strike, and then it's like, all right, send in the union bus, send in the death squads or something like that. Um, make it really, really leftist. Yeah, cool. 
Uh, wait, what happens in this whole first act, though? Uh, I know that it gets up to more knowledge, but this is the, the, the breakdown of their... I think the first act covers what a lot of movies would do in just a revolution movie, where it's like, people are fed up, they're taking our elderly and are disabled. We don't know where they go. They're taking our uh, just resources and our labor, and they are mistreating us. They orchestrate a local rebellion against the chapter master whoever is running the mines locally and they take over and they're like we did it we overthrew the government and then the end of the first act is like a signal going into space to like an orbiting like satellite or um space station which is all the corporate people and they're like the uh oxygen mine delta has is experiencing a worker uprising and then the second act is like the expansion of the horizon for these characters where they realize that there's more going on. And then I, I almost want there to be <clears throat> a figure coming in from outer space to be like, Hey, you're on a planet controlled by these people. This is the entire status quo right now. I am from the galactic union or whatever. And then he hands out a bunch of like sci-fi weapons or something. Well, what what if like one of their family members works on the the board up in space, and when they get when they get the knowledge that the the plant on Groby went down, they're like, "Wait, my my kids live on Groby," and they yeah. and that's when they defect. Maybe it's not. Maybe they're not on the board, but they're like the equivalent of like um, Squid Squall. I'm a big fan of this. <laughs> is that like Queequeg from Moby Dick? <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, so I what if one of the characters has like a distant relative or someone they knew from their settlement, which is they work as like a janitor or something on the space station. Okay. Oh, really? A janitor? Maybe not a janitor. Uh, what What's wrong with being a janitor? Well, nothing wrong with being a janitor. I just feel like it's always a janitor that like defects. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I mean, if you had to clean shit up, you'd that defect too. No, it, it it's like a it's like a like the, the private chef for like a like a head up or something like a, like a like a. Yeah, I was. I feel like it being another blue collar worker, but yeah, chef, something like a chef. I think is or, a, or a, one, a lunch lady. It's a good alternative. Someone who works in like the the mess, the canteen. Yeah, yeah space lunch lady. Yeah, cool. Uh, so then they. <laughs> They're a member of the wider rebellion, I think, like the galactic, the, the galactic resistance or whatever, the, the group of people who fight against the corporation. Um, I know that in a lot of labor rights talk, the term salt is someone who is specific, goes into a workplace and gets hired in order to foment unionization talks. So if they're like an undercover, like labor rights activist working as the lunch lady for the space station, Love that. And being like the local point of connection for whoever breaks these people out. Yeah. Cool. Hundred percent. Right, cool. So once once the space lunch lady finds out, uh, or lunch man doesn't matter. Or lunch man. Yeah. Or a lunch NB. Yeah. Or, or yeah, a lunch uh, a squid, yeah. squid squid squall. <laughs> lunch squid. Wait, was it supposed to be like squid squall, like a white squall, which is like a like a big wave? Right? I thought a squall was a big storm. Oh, 
a squall. Yeah, it's a storm, right? Okay, so so it's a, so it's a storm of squid. Oh, squid storm! Hey, we yeah. gotta get inside. There's a squid storm coming. Okay, honestly, first title, squid storm. Storm. <laughs> it's like geostorm, but way better. Oh, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> make much. Less heat. Okay, so uh, once that the space board is is uh, given the knowledge that Groovy is going down, and our our, our space lunch person thing, yeah, uh, humanoid. <laughs> finds out about it they go back down to grilby they send a message to whoever is their contact being like hey grilby's about to go hot you need to get someone down here to help the workers this entire thing is a labor dispute way above the heads of the people who are actually working no i'm into that that's uh, true red we're talking about squall with two l's instead of a w oh oh yes okay he's right but that's yeah. Beyond the scope of this topic, we're not talking about that right now. Um, yeah, I'm still cool with the geostorm. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know. Okay, so uh, the message yeah. goes. The message goes to Groby. Uh, we know you didn't mean anything, Tina. No, That's obviously okay. not. No. Yeah. no. So um, yeah, the message goes out from Grilby and gets to whoever it gets to, and they immediately dispatch someone to Grilby to help with this conflict. Yeah. In the meantime, I think the mine corporation is sending their local enforcement down to the surface. Okay. I like that. Um, and they're doing that whole, like we need, we want to, you know, if uh, turn over whoever's responsible for getting this idea in your heads and we will make sure that your sentences or your, uh, your work days are not extended by too much longer. You know, yeah. they're like rat on the, you know, a little, a little familiar right now. Rat on each other, and we'll make it easier on the people who do. Yeah, um, you can work one less hour a day. Yeah, something like that. And maybe, maybe one of the, maybe one of the, I'm gonna call them the triangle, the three main characters. Maybe one of their like antagonist friends. You know what I mean? Like the guy who's kind of like not cool enough to hang with them, but is also trying to hang with them. Yeah. Maybe they get. Maybe they get. You know, they turn him in or something. Or, you know, they're getting ready to do that because he doesn't think it's going to be bad. He thinks they're going to be held in confinement for a little while. They're about to get taken to retirement where they're going to have their brain put into a squid mech because <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know that it was going to be that extreme. And then the, um, you're right, it's not fair. There's a well, lot it, of stuff. That's, it's rarely fair. This is happening on a day-to-day -day basis. No. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy what they have nowadays. Um, and then as they are getting dragged into like a shuttle or something, or like a submarine taken to the spaceport, the like un not the union rep, but you know the 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 person that the space lunch lady called arrives and like rallies them. And um, you had sent me an idea that while the triangle were in the mines, they find a grave with yeah. a sword and a shield and stuff. If, if they, they do that in the first act when they're like leading the rebellion. And then when the person arrives from the outer, like galactic union, they help with their like sword and shield. They find. Yeah. Cool. So it's like, it's like this meeting. It, they acknowledge that each other are kind of like capable of more and there's more to them. Like, oh, these aren't just simple oxygen miners. And also, oh, there's a lot more to this universe than we thought there was. And it's like, we can help each other. 
All right, cool. So what do you think the whole, like, the last act is going to kind of fill up with? So you sent me the invisible yet powerful sword and shield are the only things that can overthrow the current junta. Junta. Yeah. Which is like a military dictatorship, effectively. Oh, yeah. Um, I imagine... <clears throat> I mean, I like to think, like, if we pull from Dune, we can have them take the planet back just by, like... If these people... If, if the corporation thought that these were just miners... They probably don't have a full military contingent on hand. They probably have a gang. They probably have like a death squad and a bunch of like staff. So if they can get onto that space station and take it over, I say the third act is like die hard on the space station. <clears throat> okay. Now, is it that or is it that they go to maybe a different mine and start kind of wrecking that mine? So the board is like, hey, look, it seems like there's too much overtime going on with these explosions. It's just not uh, It's not worth our expenses to keep these mines open on Groby. So maybe it's like, uh, I, I like it going down to a bureaucratic decision of why they have to go out and not so much like, we've destroyed the satellite or whatever. Military uh, junta. Oh, junta. Thank you, Red. <laughs> um, <laughs> although... I've only ever seen it spelled. Yeah, me too, actually. Um, although, Die Hard in a Space Station does sound pretty awesome. We'll, we'll do that on, a, on an official episode of this. Okay, cool. Um, so what, what, do you, what do you like for... Let's just say that what we're doing is trying to set up a first of a trilogy. <laughs> so I like the idea that eventually they just leave because they're like, listen, the overhead on this is getting way too expensive for us to be worth the profit margin. Yeah. We're out, and then they take all of their tech and leave, and suddenly these people are left on a planet with, like, the one dude spaceship and no method of getting off planet. Yeah. And then eventually he's like, don't worry, I know some people, and then, like, a fleet comes in or something, like, at the end of the movie or something. Yeah, so what if in, the, in this story we don't know that there is a space board? What we do know is that Grilby is one of a couple little mines that go to a big mine. And they go to like the, the big processing plant, yeah. which, which they think is the big deal. Sure. And which we which we learned like in the stinger of this is no, there, there's so many of these on every single planet. It the credits the credit the mid credit scene starts and it does the little like tick -tick -tick -tick, galactic headquarters uh, oxygen mine co and it's like, sir, a uh, one of our lesser productive mines in the outer reach has apparently withdrawn due to a uh, decrease in profit over labor hours. And it's, he's just like, bring me something I care about. And then the movie ends. Yeah. I also, I mean, that's very good. I also uh, keep seeing the scene of like, you know, uh, like a, a business person, like a, a secretary of sorts. And they're walking down like an off, uh, like a, a hallway corridor very fast. And they have like a, a folder that says Grilby on it. And they hands like a president and he's like, Grilby, what, what's Grilby? And they're like, Oh, it's one of these lesser known, but like, and then pretty yeah. much the same thing you said, it's like, yeah. he's like, Oh, well then shut it down. We don't care about that. And yeah. he's like, no, no, sir. It, it got blown up. He's like, <laughs> good profit margins. And yeah. It means we can divert resources elsewhere. And they go, what, what, what percentile was the Groby was the Groby mines? And they go, oh, it was in like the point, four point zero three five percent. Then why are you wasting my goddamn time with this? <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, I like the idea of the third act being kind of like a planetary liberation um, yeah. with help from this guy who maybe he's got like a sci-fi 3D printer where he prints him off a bunch of like power armor or something, and then he sees the sword and the shield that they got from the mines and he goes 
Never seen anything like this before. Can't replicate it. You can have it. Because it's invisible. Because it's invisible. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think that's a pretty good framework right there. Do we want to flesh some of this out? Yeah, of course. I mean, we got a couple minutes left. So, um, okay, number one, I need to know what do you want to name this thing? Because now we know that it's going to be at least a trilogy, ideally in my world, a five. Whatever the five is. A, 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 a Pen Pentology? Pentology. Wow. Five five part sci-fi epic. I'm in. Yeah. I feel like that's that's what has to happen. Um <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, actually that's pretty good. Without the knowledge of anyone who's actually in the story, the stinger is also the people, the president of this corporation being like this is exactly what we needed. And then he like pulls up his address he was making to the Galactic Senate and he goes, Our minds were attacked. We need consult and it turns out this entire thing is the catalyst for a Palpatine style thing. Oh dude, I love that. And without like, see, we gotta without get these the main characters knowing at all. Yep. And it's like you see these fucking aqua mines on Grilby. If it wasn't for that, you guys should have passed the law that we get those aquamechs immediately. <laughs> Go, okay. Enemy enemy agents have been thwarting our operations. The security of this government is beyond repair. You need corporate assistance right now. And then, yeah, cool. Okay, we got a good we got a good first one, uh, part one right here. Yeah, I'm digging this. Uh, anybody have an idea for a name for this? Thing? Yeah, titles. I'm I thinking of something like if it's like an ocean planet, like Salt in the Wounds or something like that. Oh, okay, that's um, pretty deep. Ocean joke. Wink. Yeah, I, I got you. <laughs> oh, that was for the. That was for. Them. Oh, that was for them. Oh, yeah, they yeah. they don't understand. Salt, salt in the wounds. Um, salt and wounds. Maybe not. It might be a little too grim for some. For yeah, distributions. It, it, it's a little too romantic novelly for some reason. If this was a, if this was a novel, I would absolutely name it Salt in the Wound. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then we could do like, not discounting uh, that it won't be at some point. This, this. <laughs> That's true. Um, do we like uh, aqua mines? Do we? Uh, I don't like that very much. Um, think of its placement on like a theater marquee. Yeah, because like you would think like the Journal of Grilby or something, um, but it, I don't know if all of them are going to be based on Grilby. Uh, no, nah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Um, drawing a blank. Not a great title. Call it. We can work with it. Wave. Not, they call Grilby Wave. It's like Dune, but not. Oh, the long goodbye wave. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> uh, we'll get to that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, I don't think we need a title yet. Well, we're going to before I, I start making artwork for this. You know that. That's how I work. I know. <laughs> uh, okay, so are we going to call it Waterworld? No. Water Wars? Aqua Planet. Trump Terra? No. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought <laughs> I thought you were trying to say this should be called drawing a blank. Um, all right, what what do you want to go to next? So we have our we have our three <laughs> characters. Yeah. I don't know where this platypus fits in, if at all. I just feel that and they're all every cool story they need like a like a foreign animal. Yeah, got an animal companion. Yeah. You got oh, to. I think, I think we should um flush out the main characters a little bit. Yeah. So it uh Endy from your text, Endy is the one who gets the sword and shield. She's the one who like is probably the spear point. She's probably the one who leads everything. Yeah, I would say that her her father or parents or whatever um were like uh, in the version of the army or something. So they have a little more pride in yeah. 
the, the board and in uh, organization, although they should. Yeah, uh, the outpost guard. They protect yeah. the mines from like hostile wildlife and that sort of thing. Love that. <clears throat> I think Brack. Brack sounds like a big dude who's kind of like not dumb, but he's a bruiser. Yeah. Um. Oxium. Oxium. We're gonna make sure that's not an actual thing. Oxygen. Uh, Oxium is a thing in the video game Warframe, but I don't think we need to worry about that. Um, uh, yeah. How about, I, uh, I based it off Oxygen. No, no, I... Uh, yeah. I figured that. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I mean, I do... We probably should figure out what this is called, though. I, I figured they were just mining... They were just crystallizing Oxygen. Like, yeah. straight up O2. Okay. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> Oxygem. God. Just going to let that sit. Oxygem in the Holostones? <laughs> <laughs> Oxymoron. Oh, he got you. Aren't you embarrassed? Yeah. yeah oh, shit. Oh, that was her. Okay. I thought that was Zach. Me? I'm Zach. No, I know. I thought that joke was entirely you, but it turns out you it was her. Oh, no, 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 no. Somebody was burning me, probably. Um, Oxygems? Nah, I don't like that for a title. No. Mine Wars. Not yours, but mine. Our mine. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, if this is like... Wait, we should go with the bureaucratic thing. If this is kind of like a guy trying to make a union happen... The term for someone who starts a union is called assault, so we could say salt in the wound, and it makes sense on multiple levels. Wait, somebody who guards a mine is called assault? No, someone who starts a union. Someone who is oh. hired to a workplace exclusively to start union talks among the employees is referred to as a salt, because they salt the talks for a union to start. All right, so we're going to say salt of salt in the wound. Salt in wounds, yeah. Is it four, you say four words? Salt in the wound. Salt in the wound. Salt. Mm. Whoa. So, salt in the wound? That's just so lazy. You need what two, you two lazy? words. No, not lazy. Oh, lengthy, oh, lengthy. oh, I see. Lengthy. And he's like two words or two just, or one word. Um, or what, what, like, I, I do like the idea of something that's like bureaucratic, like, um, uh, low overhead, <laughs> or you know, like something along those lines. It it uh, also needs to be somewhat evocative of like the the genre. Yeah, salty. I've I've thought of something like salty wounds or salted wound, but like yeah. all right, let's, let's wound. Let's let's get back to let's do the main characters first. Cool. All right, so we know about Brack, who is the 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 the, the beefcake, the bruiser. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she's probably like whatever sports player is on this uh, thing. There's probably yeah. some kind of uh, whatever aqua polo or whatever. They have some sort of sport that uses like discarded mining slag or equipment. Maybe like an obstacle course, like you know, because yeah. it's water. So you have to be able to you're buoyant, you're buoyant for a certain amount of time, you know, comparatively. They, they play something called, like, hydroball or something where, like, yeah. the ball's full of water and they're playing it, un or the ball's full of air and they're playing it underwater. Uh, that would be kind of cool. That's so, not bad. 
So she she's a hydro ball player. Uh, yeah. So she's like you know just diesel. Yeah. Um, and then we got uh, uh, Theus. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I imagine five. he's he's kind of probably like bookwormy. Yep. He's very bookwormy. Um, as far as you can be a bookworm when you work in a mine. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he maybe he's like an engineer. Like uh, uh, yeah, like uh, he maintains all the uh, diving apparatus. Yeah, he's like oh. the inventor slash worker. Yeah, uh, yeah, the repairman. Uh, his dad is like the ultimate repair person. Uh, I think his dad cool. is like the quartermaster or something, and that's maybe that's their link to the space station because his dad has to have contact with the people who provide them with the mechanics. Yeah, or his dad is a person that invented like the underwater whatever thing they can mine. Yeah, something I, I, I love that. What if what if his dad is involved in making the Aquamex? Like he's a bad guy. Yeah. All right. Cool. Ooh. So like a Waterworld meets Runaways. Yeah. All right. Uh, all, right all right. Cool. I'm into that. Um. Not sci-fi enough. What? Oh, the the, uh, the, the bureaucratic name thing. Yeah. Or uh, wounds, something like yeah. that. Yeah. I think I think that uh it it definitely needs to be something that would make sense up front, but then when you get to the end, you're like. Oh, this is this is a big deal. You know? Maybe something like Hollow Ground because they're called the Hollow Mines. Hollow Ground. I, I, you know, I'm also a big fan of Double Entendres, so uh, I do like Double Entendres. I know. I'm not squinting at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> um, all right. So Hollow Ground, Hollow Mine. Whatever. Okay, so we have our three main people, and then we have our uh, animal that we still got to work on. Yeah. We know, we know what our main bad guy is, which is the board uh, Big O2 for the for the space. <laughs> yeah, big, on, big Air. Big Air, yeah. <laughs> big, big Air. I like that. Big Air. That sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like an, like an 80s like Dire Straits song. Or a 90s Kevin Bacon movie. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, right. Oh, Rising Tide ain't bad. Ooh, Rising Tide. At least, at least subtitle because it's the first one. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, All right, I, th I think we should go with Wave of some degree. Wave, R Wave colon Rising Tide. Hollowed Mines. That's not bad either. Mm. Uh, Hol Hollowed Mines sounds like a um, sounds like a police procedural TV show on CBS. <laughs> but but they exclusively investigate like demon crimes. Yeah, it's like Mentalist, but of uh, paranormal stuff. Okay. Hall Hallowed Mines. Yeah. There we go. Is that is that what you're into? Possession? Oh no, not for this. Oh no, yeah, that's going to be the title of our uh, police procedural that investigates uh, demon crimes. It's like Beat yeah. Cop, but different. Oh or yeah, Beat. Airbud. <laughs> well, because I <laughs> big air. Oxygen friends. Yeah. <laughs> Super action team. Um. Uh, uh, whatever. We keep working on stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So we got our main three people. We do know that at some point we got to get into a grave and get a invisible sword. And yeah. I think what I said was like Greaves. You said Greaves. Did you mean yeah. yes? Did you mean Graves? No, I think I meant Greaves because uh, I like the idea of like magical knee pads. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see where that. I see how that text goes. Okay, I thought you meant. Where is it? Find a pair of ancient graves, <laughs> I, and then with the ability to knee evil into submission, I thought that was just you <laughs> being you. <laughs> oh yeah, well it also is, but there's a reason for it, which is I, a double entendre. <laughs> what if they're like, like rocket 
like rocket boots and they think they're greaves. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Or like and, slippers. Yeah, like whatever the version of underwater jet jet shoes are. Cool. Um all right, so, okay, so it's a, it's a sword and a pair of jet boots. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Sword. Yeah. <laughs> the jet boots you can see, obviously. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what what is this last third though? I think that last third is working with. Uh, if we're not going to use Salt in the title, we might as well call him Salt. Who the bad guy? The 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 good guy who comes in from the like space and helps them kind of revolt. Oh sure, Salt. That's a cool. Maybe S A U L T, just to make it not so on the nose. Salt. You better call. You better call Salt. You better call Salt. Get, get a coffee. You better get a coffee and call Salt. Get a, a coffee. Uh, he's from Jer he's from whatever space Jersey is. <laughs> space, I think that's Earth, probably. Yeah, Earth has become space Jersey. He's from Earth. Um, yeah. Oh man, shit's real bad over there. Trust me. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's it's pronounced Salt. <laughs> um, I imagine that third act is them. Revolting to the rebelling to the point where they, yeah, it's inevitable. <laughs> rebelling to the point where they inevitably kind of like cause enough trouble where maybe from their point of view, they deliver like a speech or something like at, at a big fight and they decide to like stand down. And you don't realize until the very end before the credits where it's like, well, you know, there was enough trouble caused. And in order to avoid a PR nightmare, we ordered our corporation to stand down. And we'll be abandoning the planet. So the heroes think that they successfully talked these people into giving them this planet, when in reality it's just, we decided to cut our losses. Yeah. Dude, I love that. Salt in the wounds. Salt. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, salt in the wound. I don't... I'm not... What's that, new, what's that new movie with Keanu Reeves? Salt in the Wounds? What's that about? Yeah, I don't like it. I think it's just it's just too long. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it's not operatic. It's not like uh, uh Enemy Mine. To, uh, yeah, but dude, that's you know that's a beautiful movie with it's taken. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but what a great uh Enemy Hours. Uh Enemy Salt. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if we get a name for this guy. Saltwater Taffy. Yuck. Gross. Yeah. Uh, unless the mom's name is Taffy, Salt and Taffy are together. That's not stupid. I hate that. I hate everything about that. That is that is like a Nickelodeon movie right there. That's true. Tell me about I Think about have that. never experienced salt that's slippery. And if that's – is that a common saying where you're from, Tina? Are you, you're in Texas, right? <laughs> Salt is, dude, salt is pretty slick over there in Texas. Mm. That's what they say. Uh, all right, so if, if you were to come up with a maybe a sequel to this, what would the sequel look like? <clears throat> and I don't mean like a full story arc, just like that, that quick punch. I'm almost imagining it as like almost an anthology-style sequel where salt goes to a different planet in kind of the same trouble, and maybe salt becomes more of the main character. And then he pulls in maybe maybe they've formed their own kind of like liberation squad 
So some of these characters show back up in the second one. No, dude. Uh, dude. If he goes, if he goes to a bunch of different places. Wait, what about this one? It's the same thing. Oh, I'm sorry, I meant this one. Assault and battery, rising tide. Assault on the empire. Empire of Salt? Empire of Salt actually is pretty good. Empire of Salt? Dude, that's not bad. That's not bad. All right. I'm into that so far. Empire of Salt. Now, I'm seeing the second one as Salt going to another planet and then kind of doing the same thing. And something... So this... I, I figured this series, three or five movies, kind of follows Salt trying to... Maybe there's a revenge bit between him and someone on the board or something like that. But he's leading all these worker uprisings for his own ends. And this first movie is told from the point of view of the people he helps. And it goes very smoothly, and it does exactly what it needs to. Second one, he tries it again on a different planet, and it goes horrifically wrong really early on, and he is, like, stuck there with the locals. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's great. And wow. it follows all of these, like, <clears throat> primitive corporate exploited, kind of these, like, not primitive, but, you know, Earth-style worlds that are being exploited by the super corporation across a galactic scale as Salt goes from one to the other to mess up this corporation's plans based on some sort of personal vendetta. Yeah, that's good. Yeah? Yeah, love it. Okay, so this is this, I like this idea quite a bit, dude. Empire of Salt, I'm into that, and that's a that's a pretty good name for like a like a trilogy or a uh, uh, <laughs> a pen, pentology. I would argue dropping the U from the title, not the name, because I personally dislike using names and titles. I don't think it tells you enough of what you need to know. I think unless he takes over at the end, that could very well be his goal. But I still think, like, if you name it Empire of Salt, then it's just because he's salty. But they're not mining salt. No, I mean, salty is in, like, he's, you know, like how no, the I kids know. say nowadays that they're I angry. Do, I yeah. know what the slang of salty is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so salt, salt, salty, salty, salt. I figure he's got some sort of vendetta against his company. Maybe they ruined his home planet, and now he goes around just kind of messing with their plans. Yeah. All right, I, I'm going. I'm going to stick with the U on this one for a second. Right. Let's just see what that feels like, um, because uh... I think my my arguing is that the U very clearly makes it a name, but I think Empire of Salt S A L T is more intriguing when you pair it with like a sci-fi mining story, and cool. then when you realize that the character's name is Salt, there's that kind of like, oh, okay, I wonder why. Okay, yeah, okay, I'm I'm okay with that. Empire of Salt. So they're mining oxygen and salt. Salt's probably incidental. It's an ocean world. Oh, so that's a, so that's the byproduct. There's just so to, much. Yeah, they have to refine the oxygen so there's no salt in it. Yeah, you don't want to breathe it. Yeah, and then so that means that the community that they're living in is almost like a, a, a smalt, like a salt compound. Then yeah, like most of the stuff is like the byproduct is salt, which means they're probably living in like salt domes and salt mounds. And I'm imagining the uh, costume design is going to be a lot of chapped lips and a lot of dry skin. Oh, perfect. Yeah, because they're in a, they're on a salt coast. No, I dig it. All awful. right, well, hey, why don't, you, why don't you wrap us up, man? All right. 
So uh, those of you who are watching and will be watching in the future, this is Twitching Upstream, uh, our show where we do exactly what we've done for the last hour. We take an idea and we spin it into something that we hope that we can do later. And I can tell you, I think from this, we're going. I'm at least going to write out some sort of summary for this and see what I can do about it. Um, we appreciate you guys watching. We are Some Nobodies. My name is Dylan. This is Zach next to me at the whiteboard. You can find all our stuff at somenobodies.com, patreon.com slash somenobodies if you want to support us and uh, turn this into something that we can actually make and make it so we can do this more often because I we work for a living. It's the unfortunate reality of the, of the business right now, uh, but ideally, eventually, we won't have to. So we appreciate you guys hanging out in chat. We appreciate anybody who checks us out later, and we'll be doing this semi-regularly for the next who knows how long we're going to be doing this? Yeah, long time. As long as I keep texting Dylan, we'll probably have. Yeah. These, we'll probably be doing these shows. And I'm too polite to tell him to stop. <laughs> <laughs> nah, right, never stop. I appreciate yeah. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys.